Hello and welcome to the Wild Wonder podcast, where we seek to democratize and demystify holistic wellness practices by speaking with today's leading practitioners. I am your host, Kristen Yorka, and today, for the third time on our podcast, we have Amber Estronauta. Welcome. Hi, thank you for having me back. I'm glad to have you. Um, this conversation actually came from a phone call we had maybe a week ago, um, where we were supposed to be talking about your upcoming class, which we'll talk about later, and which I'm a guest on. And we ended up just talking about um, the benefits and the pitfalls of trying to find your own mentor or the journey of mentorship. Um, so that's what we're going to talk about today, which I think is so necessary. I've received so many phone calls, text messages from students and friends, um, especially after this year and a half of people just being disillusioned by their lives. And we've come through so many evolutions in the last year and a half with the pandemic and everything else that's happened. And I think we keep waking up like, wait, what did I love about this life? What did I like about this job? Does this life still match me in any way? Um, I think some of us are waking up. I even got a phone call from a coworker, a colleague that said, um, I think I just need to do my whole life all over again. I think I'm just going to go back to school and I'm going to do the complete opposite of what I'm doing. And I get that because I'm feeling that too. Is that something you're hearing on your end? Oh, yes. Like all the time. My clients, my students, so many, even just friends of mine are saying the mm. exact same thing, Kristen, which is like, I need a major change. Either either because like personally I feel like something has shifted so much in my life that like you said my job or my hobbies are no longer like in alignment with where I am now or because you know things like the pandemic or other um issues that people have experienced the last 18 months um has sort of like forced them to rethink what they're doing. Yeah, and also made us I feel reconnect with our our true values. I think some of us were thinking like, oh, I'm going after this career, I'm going after this new job, and then now we're thinking, at least me personally, I'm considering I relate to career and work. And is it is it actually part of my identity, or is it just something that brings me funds to be able to like support this lifestyle and support my family? Can it be the same thing? Is it the same thing? Are, are the two things even aligned with my values? Yes, completely. And there's no right or wrong answer. Everybody is like throwing that question around in their mind and trying with a path or at least like next steps for themselves. And I'm seeing people like across the board of all those options you just listed, um, trying to figure it out. Right. And I think you were in a similar place, I want to say about a year ago. Um, we were having these weekly talks, me, you, and a few of our colleagues, which was wonderful, especially during the pandemic. Um, and I think each of us was asking ourselves and each other these questions. And you were actually considering a big shift from what you were doing previously. Can you just speak on what were you were doing before, what you're doing now, and kind of the journey that led you from one place to the other? Yeah, sure. So I've owned my own business for three years now. This month is like Amber Astronata's birthday. <laughs> and um, yeah, about a year ago, I was still doing a lot of astrology classes and tarot classes and workshops and also offering those tools as services to individuals. And um, 
about a year ago decided that I wanted to really focus my business around Reiki. So I also teach and offer um, Reiki trainings and services to people. And it just felt like I needed to focus and streamline and kind of hone not only my expertise, but what I was like giving back to the world. So this past year, especially with having to take everything online, has been like a huge work in progress around um, doing just that. And um, even now, you know, a year into like focusing, I'm finding myself um, in a whole new place, needing to kind of like realign and adjust too. So how long between like the decision of making Reiki or like number one offering to seeking out your own mentor did that process work? Yeah, so last fall, I thought, you know what, I have been at this all by myself for years now, and there were aspects of the business side of it that I really felt like I needed some guidance on. So I found a business coach who um, offered like a six-week series um, helping people in my position, like healers, body workers, um, and other entrepreneurs to get all of their business ducks in a row. And after that, um, the coach and the cohort of women who were in the class with me continued to meet um, over time to like continue building their relationships and supporting each other through like all the work we were doing. So um, that was like right at the start that kind of helped inspire me to make some changes and focus on energy work. Um, Mm -hmm. And then this year I thought, you know what? Okay, I get my business stuff is in order and I am a Reiki teacher. Like I have some um, structure and idea of like, you know, how I wanna move forward, but I felt like I needed to do a lot of work on myself. You know, I had just been really like um, learning and creating and offering and learning and creating and offering just for years and although doing that is um, inherently like self-reflective and um, makes you know me go through my own like process um, I needed to like step back and really like give myself the gift of a mentor again so I found a mentor whose um, work is more focused around and I'd, I'd like to highlight that really courageous decision. Oh, thank you. She um, and the group of people who are part of the cohort and I were all sort of like focusing on our own spiritual development and intuitive development right now. And it is a six month program. So it's like a real commitment um, to each of ourselves, but also to the group. Um, and from the mentor as the teacher, um, you know, a commitment to us. And it's really helping me evolve and thereby helping me evolve my work too in big ways. Yeah, I love that it's a longer process. I, I've spoken many times on the fact that I'm a big fan of like long form everything, you know, long form courses, long form podcasts, long form, you know journalistic stories. Um, And I think more and more I'm hearing from others that they would like something more in depth and more and over a longer period of time. 
And I'm starting to think that maybe it's a reaction to all this, like, instant gratification from, like, social media. Like, read an article in two minutes, top five things you can do to yada, yada, blah. Like, get your yoga training done in 48 hours, you know? And I think part of us, maybe our soul, is screaming, like, no, I want to, like, get deeper. I don't just want the surface stuff. I don't just want to build this, this fake facade of just to be able to, like, push my career forward or my ego forward. Um, is that something you were able to answer for yourself through this longer mentorship process? Yes, totally. I agree completely. I mean, I know personally, I have taken those like, you know, weekend crash course in this or that um, and mm. gotten something out of it, you know, but um where are those people now? Like, also, like, I never had the chance to really develop the skills or develop the relationships. Like, it just kind of goes in one ear and out the other. Um, and I think also something that is really important about the time we're living in is that, like, higher education has been has become so inaccessible to a lot of people. It's like big business mm-hmm. at this point, you know. And so I know a lot of people are thinking about going back to school, but a lot of people are also thinking about how else can I get a meaningful education in something that maybe isn't offered at the university? Or how can I learn a new skill and build my own business without going tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands of dollars into debt? So I think that's an important part of it. You know, mentorship can be an affordable and, um, you know, low commitment way of getting an education, meaning, once a week or something as opposed Mm to um, more frequent. And I think also it just, it gives you the time to not only develop a skill, but also, like I said, build relationships. And I think so much of what um, mentorship and education is about right now is like connecting with other people too. We're missing so much of that, I think, in our lives right now. so you get like the best of all of those worlds and something like this. For sure. For someone, what would a person go to a mentor for? Because if say university is inaccessible, but you're, you want to do something different with your life, um, what kind of person would benefit from going to a mentor versus possibly investing in free? Yeah, great question. So it just depends. I mean, I, anyone can be a mentor in like any subject, you know? So I think that um, a mentor is a teacher, right? So if you're trying to learn something um, and want to consult an expert or at least someone who has spent a lot of time in a particular like area of interest. um, Also, Mm -hmm. if you want to have um, a smaller group situation as opposed to like a larger classroom, Um, Also, if you like a smaller group as opposed to one on one, Mm -hmm. right, a lot of mentorships are these like six Mm -hmm. to 10 people groups. So you have to like that kind of atmosphere. Um, Someone who likes to both receive and give. I think mentorships tend to be like an interactive process, right? It's not just sitting Mm -hmm. in front of a person giving a lecture and, you know, turning in homework at Mm -hmm. the end of the day. Um, you really have to want to participate. Um, and mm-hmm. I think, you know, it isn't, not all mentorships are forever. So there's a process 
a commitment and then you come out of it and you need to have the self motivation to then like use those skills and move on. Yeah. 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 I think also in more mentorship programs, at least in my experience, um, as a course creator, when you're trying to create courses for the masses, meaning more than 10 people, groups of 10 people, then the material kind of has to be watered down a bit because it has to be accessible by a larger group of people. Um, so would you say that in mentorship, you get more of a direct experience, more, maybe you go deeper into the material because the guide or teacher, the mentor, is able to go a little deeper with you or this small cohort of people. Yeah, totally. So the mentorships I've been in and that I am going to be offering um, are exactly that. There's a lot of one-on-one -on -one, um, attention, a lot of opportunity for you to ask questions and to bring your own perspective and ideas to the table. And so, yeah, you do get a lot deeper with the subject. And how do you, so I've kind of fallen into mentorships or no, been privileged enough to have met a couple mentors in my journey. Um, one just passed away this week, um, so I'd like to honor her, Ms. Carmen Ranzo. Um, she was a mentor to me just because I happens to be in her universe, you know, and she may have never even known I was a mentor. And there's those mentors that we seek out with intention. Um, so when we're seeking out a mentor with intention, what are some of the things at least you look for when you're looking for a mentor? That is a great question. It's like so subjective for me. Like it really is, you know, about their personality, about the tone of voice, you know, that stuff is so important to me. In addition to what are they teaching? What is their approach to material? And then also the logistics, like when is this taking place? How long is it? So mm -hmm. I really look at the whole picture and something that I love that a lot of mentors, myself included, are offering is like a discovery call. So anyone I've ever hired for anything long-term, I've been like, can we get on the phone for half an hour and can, you know, talk? Can I ask some questions? Catch a vibe, you know, I think that that is super important. How do you decide? Would you look at their education and experience as well? Um, what is higher on the totem pole for you? Mm. Um, you know, in fact, the couple of mentors that I have taken on, it wasn't necessarily about their education level. They had specific areas mm. of expertise that I wanted to learn about and they had an approach and an attitude that I really appreciated so it wasn't like the amount of education that they had or the length of their you know study or experience it was more like um, that I needed that particular education and they were really great people <laughs> I think for other topics you know depending on what it is that you're learning um, there are some mentors that I would expect like a specific amount of education from. I mean, I'm a Reiki teacher. I have a specific um, amount of training and a certification. And I think I wouldn't take Reiki training classes from someone who wasn't. Um, so I think that, you know, it depends on the topic, too. Absolutely. And then you, you touched on the idea of community. 
Um, so when you're looking at these mentorship programs, there's also the community aspect of it. Um, how do you know that you're gonna be a great fit for this community? Yeah, you don't. A lot of times you don't. And um, I'll say this, with the business coaching class, I, um, I actually asked the coach, um, who are the other people in this program? And, you know, without giving away too many personal details, she was able to tell me that they were like local women, entrepreneurs, you know, and I thought, that's enough. We've got, there's enough in like the <laughs> Venn diagram that we have like in common. And for this more like spiritually focused mentorship, um, I had no idea. I mean, it, it's an international group. And um, I think that you can ask questions, but part of it is just trusting that if you're coming to a mentor, um, knowing that like-minded individuals are also going to be coming to that person and then just staying super mm -hmm. open to whoever it is that yeah. is there. Yeah. Do you see benefits also in not being a, such a homogenous group, maybe seeking out communities that have both diverse backgrounds and ideas? Oh, yeah, totally. Totally. Um, I have been in groups with people who I'm like, I don't know that I ever would have come across you that I ever that we ever would have connected <laughs> in any other way in this lifetime on this planet. And you know what? That's all good. And there's always something to learn from someone. Right. And with the mentor as the moderator, it's like it's all good if there are just, um, you know, if there's a lot of variation in the group, it's great. So what does a mentor do as a moderator? Do they basically um, hold the group accountable and respectful to each other? Yeah, definitely. I think, you know, with these kinds of communities, there is typically an assumption of, you know, respect. So I don't think it's been like a huge issue. Um, there haven't been mm -hmm. problems in the mentorships I've been in. Mm -hmm. But yes, the mentor is responsible for presenting the material, for asking the questions, and for holding space for people to respond and share, and then to facilitate discussion. And if there are, you know, major differences or any conflicts, it is the mentor's job to um, allow for that, mm -hmm. but also to keep everybody feeling safe. Okay. I think there are some really great mentors. I've also come across a few online that I'm Ooh, make me feel a little icky. Um, do you have any maybe warning signs of like charlatans and other, you know, folks that maybe you don't want to be in community with? Or maybe like there's some warning signs of a mentor that you're like, oh, maybe not. Yeah, I know that feeling where you like see someone and you're like, oh, I don't, that does not resonate with me. <laughs> um, I think that. You know, anyone who's trying to sell you something that sounds too good to be true, you know, that's a red flag. If it's like you said, a weekend and a super low price for something that seems like, and then they're telling you this is going to be like life changing, or if they're telling you, you know, you can quit your job tomorrow and start this new business with this like $29.99 video series, you know, just with the advent of the internet and social media like 40 years ago, <laughs> um, you know, it's true that a lot of what would have taken a lot of time and a lot of in-person effort, we are now able to do in shorter amounts of time and for lower price. And so I want to be, I want to, you know, be open to that as well. But um, I think if someone says, 
you know, like I said, anything that sounds too good to be true, that's a red flag. And I think also, you know, use your intuition and try, you know, detecting ego. People have to promote themselves and they have to, you mm -hmm. know, sing their own praises and, and um, make their qualifications and their ideas clear to sell a program. And that is totally fine. I think that if they suggest mm -hmm. you need them, if they suggest they and their approach to something is the only way or, you know, the best way, um, that for me is like a red flag. I think for the kinds of stuff I seek out mentors for, there's a much broader understanding that everyone has something to learn, everyone has something to mm -hmm. teach and to give, and that, um, you know, it's not necessarily about someone's patented um, quick fix. Right. Formula. <laughs> yeah, formula. Right. Yeah, the other thing that kind of makes me, you know, my hair stand on edge are these, what I call like hype girl groups. Um, that it seems like it's just groups of people singing each other's praises, which fluffs up everyone's egos, but in the end isn't moving anyone forward. Mm. Um, and at least when I've been part of being the mentoree or been the student in some role, there is more, there's more of a struggle, you know, not every of my ideas should be received with praise, you know, there, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, like, I'm aware that I have some pretty dumb ideas sometimes, and I need another person to be like, um, have you thought that through, you know, instead of being like, yes, girl, yes, keep going, that's amazing, you know, and that's what I see in some of these people. Like, this can't be working for anybody. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you completely, and I've experienced that too. I think it's it's very nuanced because I think I have benefited from those groups that are like, "Yes, girl, everything." Like you're you're doing amazing, <laughs> you know. Like because sometimes you need that. You just need unconditional support, and like even if it's not you know long term sustainable, like the words you need to hear. Maybe there's a phase in your life where like that kind of cheerleading is is really motivating. Um, but there have also been times, like you said, where I've been like, your constructive feedback would be much more helpful than <laughs> your like blind adoration for me. But thank you. <laughs> so yeah, I think and you know that's the job of the mentor. I think if you're in, you are in a small group mentorship, I think and you know. If um, someone comes to the group with an idea and everyone in the group is like, okay, yes, mm -hmm, got it. I think it's mm -hmm. um, the mentor's role to say, you know, what are the pros and cons here? Or what are some pot potential challenges you could come up against? Where is this idea coming from and why are you pursuing it? And, um, you know, sort of facilitating discussion around that kind of stuff. It's more productive, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So I want to talk about your mentorship program this okay. September. Um, <laughs> first, I want to hear about how you benefited from your own mentorship, uh, being a mentoree, and how that kind of inspired you to create this new program. Yeah, thank you. Um, I have been teaching Reiki classes that are four-week series. Um, per level. Mm -hmm. So like level one, level two, and level three, they're each four weeks long, and then it's a Reiki master certification. And um, mm -hmm. I've been just 
offering the levels a la carte. So it's four weeks, you can be done with it or you can go to the next level, whatever you want. Um, and when I started this longer term six month mentorship as the mentee, I saw the mm -hmm. benefits of a, the long game, right? Even in the first couple of weeks, getting to know each other, getting into some of the practices, knowing that I was gonna be developing these relationships and these skills for the long term, you know, knowing there was like mm -hmm. a bigger um, sort of plan was really inspiring to me because I didn't have to like eat it all up right now. I didn't have to like come to right. every class with all my questions and make sure they got answered before we were done with this, yeah. which is just, you know, how I am. I think you're that way too. It's mm -hmm. like, um, yeah. yeah. And uh, it, it's like, okay, you know what? I can just feel into this much more naturally and allow things to come up as they come up. And I know that they'll be there next week. And it's like a little bit more fluid. Um, so because that has been so helpful to me as a mentee, I thought, how can I offer that as a mentor? And so um, for this first go at it, I'm putting all of the Reiki classes together into one 12-week program. So now it is three months, so September, October, and November. And it's mm -hmm. um, all three levels. By the end, you get the Reiki mastership. But you're committed to all three for the long haul. And in addition to um, just the Reiki training that you would have um, received in the levels uh, separately, I'm incorporating mm -hmm. more um, creative, um, like development, intuitive development, um, and business development um, lessons in there as well. Are we so glad you yeah, you also mentioned that it's not necessarily for people that want to do this as a career. It is also for people that want to do this just to grow spiritually themselves. Yeah, it's for both. So if right. you want to offer Reiki sessions to other people professionally, this will certify you to do that. However, if mm -hmm. you have another job or aren't interested in doing this for others, um, it is a beautiful path towards creating a personal practice setting you up to have like a sustainable ritual that allows you to grow too, like you said. Mm -hmm. So either or, yeah. And I, think, I think that you're, it's beautiful that you're presenting it in that way because so often what we see is, you know, take this mentorship or join this class so you can get the certification and make money or get the certification and gain some sort of prestige. Um, but even through your example of getting a mentor for yourself, for your own personal and spiritual growth, is like I mentioned courageous and it's not what people normally do it's not what we're taught to do in this society I mean I still remember when I now a child when I was a teenager of taking like a random dance class and I remember one of my parents being like well what is that for and I'm like I don't know it's for fun it's for <laughs> me <laughs> and it's kind of this, this constant battle in my own brain it's like, oh, what am I doing this for? Does this get me from A to Z? Does this get me some level of prestige? Or does it, do I get to frame a certificate on my wall? Um, or maybe I'm just doing this for self-growth, which is its own, you know, reward. Totally. You just hit like two nails right on the head. So one is like the commitment. You're right. We don't really do this in our society. And even when I was considering it, I was like six months. Like, I don't know where I'm going to be next week, like, you know, spiritually, mentally, like 
months? What if I have to do something? What if life changes? What if I hate it? You know, I had all of this resistance around it because it is like a commitment that I think, you know, just for me, I'm not used to giving myself that kind of like long term gift. Um, but I'm so glad that I did because you know what? Life just keeps happening. And it's like, so what if I'm not here one week or so what if things change, you figure it out, mm-hmm. just like you always do, um, which was a big um, lesson for me. And then also like intentions behind why you would do something like this. It is amazing how I will start something with one intention and without fail will very quickly find that I'm in it for a completely different reason. Both right. of the mentorships I mentioned, I started in order to build my business, right? It was like mm-hmm. one was very much about business logistics and I, it turned out to be like me learning how to be in community and feeling safe with that and, mm-hmm. and starting to share the like behind the curtain of my work with people, mm-hmm. which I hadn't really done much of. I had been very private about my, the sort of like approach and inner workings of my job. Um, so that was huge. And then this um, second mentorship, I went into it thinking, oh, this is for my own personal development, but like so that I I get more ideas and I'm better at my job. The part where it's like, yes, it's influencing my job because it's influencing, but like this is not about work at all right. anymore. <laughs> it's 100% about like my soul at this point. <laughs> But how funny that we have to trick ourselves into that, right? Because I do the same thing. Like, in order to give myself permission to do a thing that I just want to do, really, I have to, like, cover it in some other reason, like financial gain or career prestige or whatever it is, so that I could do it without guilt that I'm just, like, wasting time. Totally. Oh, that's totally part of it, too. I thought with both of these mentorships, oh, it's an investment and I'll make my money back. And it's like, that is not even on my radar anymore. Like it'll happen, but like, that's not why I'm here. (laughs) And and that thought process, how it limits us, right? Um, To pursue things that really light our souls up. Because there's so many things that may never make us money. Like I took, I think it was last summer that I took a poetry course. Like, am I going to become a poet? Probably not, you know, but it did light up my soul. And I didn't give myself permission. I wouldn't have had that experience yeah totally I love that and I think it's I think it's not only me I think from what I'm hearing from community at large at least here is is exactly that like what do we give ourselves to do how do we give ourselves permission to grow does it always have to be tied to finances or to the to the things that most make our egos grow And I think that ties back to what you said earlier, which is like we're reexamining our values and Mm -hmm. having been home for a year and plus some having our lives turned upside down. I think a lot of people are finding that their own growth is more valuable than maybe, you know, overworking themselves for someone else Mm -hmm. or um, fun is maybe more valuable than so much stress, you know? Or just rest. I think what I learned during this pandemic is just rest. Just a quick personal story is before the pandemic, I was teaching up to 17 children's yoga classes a week. 
thinking about that now, that is insane. Like, why? I know why a person would do that because you got to pay for food and housing and all that. Um, but was it the most effective way to work? Absolutely not. You know, was I giving my all by the end of the week? Probably not. It was just physically impossible. So having that time to pause really made me reflect on what am I giving and why? Is it, am I, am I doing this to serve or am I doing this just to serve my own ego? Am I doing this from some sense of lack or, or feelings that I am not enough or not giving enough to the society? And all of that, I think, has come into play for so many people. I think that's why so many of us are now coming to the point that's like, okay, well, that's not working and that's not lighting me up or like serving others or myself in any way. So I do now, like the complete opposite. <laughs> yeah. I know. I love that. And I've seen you go through that process and it's been so amazing to see you like give yourself space and like let some things go that you thought were so part of your identity, right? And you've kind of mm -hmm. like evolved through it. It's amazing. Um, I think also part of why some of us hustle so hard, because I can relate to that, is like we don't, we think there's no other way, right? Like you said, yeah. like we all have to pay bills and we live in this society where it's like work, you know, and our values are tied to our work and our paycheck, et cetera. And I think that um, we're learning that there are other ways of being. And that's why I think mentorships are so such a cool way of transitioning out of like where you were and going to where you're going next. It's like you get support, you get someone who's been there, you get a group of people who are in the same mind frame and maybe it's just for fun, but that helps you support wherever you're going with your job. Or maybe it is, you know, tied to what your next career move is. Um, and like I said, it's, it's long-term supportive, but at the same time, it's like less, um, it requires less of you than like a traditional degree. So I think it also takes us out of this like faux two-dimensionality of existence. And I'll explain more. Um, I think that being on social media all the time, trying to promote ourselves or trying to we get stuck in this box that's very two-dimensional, right? We have to be a niche or you have to be this one, two, three things when in actuality we're multifaceted beings. So interacting with this two-dimensional thing kind of puts us in a box. I think mentorship as a remedy to that box is that, first of all, you're off social media. And secondly, you get to go more in depth into these questions of, who am I? How do I relate to this thing that I'm learning? And you're in actually engaging with other people. And you don't have to pretend to be just one thing. Yes, totally. I mean, ideally, we're not going through this pandemic forever. But I think, yeah, mentorship is a beautiful way for us to get back to socializing and communicating because so many programs are offered on. Um, and you're right. It gets you off of that. Like, how am I, how am I socializing? How am I, um, promoting myself? How am I like expressing my identity online? If it's only social media, like you said, it's just so limiting. Whereas when you're getting mm -hmm. on a call with a group of people every week that aren't necessarily your partner or your friends mm -hmm. 
or your family, you know, not necessarily people who know you in their own particular ways and roles, but this like group of like-minded individuals, um, adults, I think it can be like so satisfying. Maybe it's also liberating in the same way. I don't know if you've had the, this experience, but like leaving your hometown allows you to explore new facets of your personality in new ways because you're not tied to your past. You know, and it's kind of like when you go back to your hometown or go back to your parents' house, you like get back into that box of like this way of being. Yes, totally. There is, for me, there is a weird safety in being in a mentorship with people that I didn't know before because it's totally that. It's like I can sort of show up as the person I am right this moment in the present without the context of even earlier today or any of part of my past. Not that I don't want anyone to know that, but it's like, like, um, people in your hometown, there's all of this other context that goes with it. And it's a little bit hard to evolve or get out of your own box um, than it is when you're meeting new people. Yeah. Yeah. I had um, my daughter's pediatrician, brilliant, once told me, you know, parents specifically, but people who have known you for a long time or in your childhood always holds you to the age that you're most vivid to them. So say you were like, for instance, I was a wild 16-year-old, so everybody that knew me at 16, that's the version of me that they see walking into a room. So mm-hmm. I could like win the Nobel Prize and get the only for that one time I jumped off the roof into the pool. You know? <laughs> I love that. Yes, so. and then, yes, and so then you get to be your present self with people in your mentorship, and then also the person that you are in the present and that you evolve into throughout the mentorship, you get then get to take that back to those people from your past or those people, you know, who are friends, family, whatever. And you get to show them this like other side of yourself. And maybe they won't always just think of you as the wild, <laughs> but they'll see this thing that you've been developing in the safety of this more anonymous situation. Absolutely. I think it's easier to evolve in those groups um, without that weight of your past. And you actually get to test out new beliefs that you think about yourself. Like, maybe I am kinder than I believe. Maybe I am more optimistic than I allow myself to be in my daily life. Maybe I do have bigger ideas than I think I do. Maybe more is possible in these spaces. and then to have the reflection of another group of people that don't necessarily know you in any other context to, to kind of work through that with you. Yes, exactly. So many times I'll come out of one of these sessions with my group and my husband will be like, you look lighter tonight. Or he'll be like, there's something going on on your face. What did you guys get into? You know, and I'll have the opportunity to take like everything I worked through with the group to, um, you know, the people that know me and love me. And it is like, it's really fun. And it mm-hmm. is also just, it, yeah, it's like an incubator for like your mm-hmm. newest self. Yeah. Absolutely. I've had that experience too, where I'm part of a tapping group, um, EFT tapping group. And I walked out of the room. My husband's like, you're just more open now. Like, <laughs> wow. Your energy is just off the charts now. And I'm like, like, because I could be really heady, and in my day-to-day life, 
my loved ones will allow me to be heady. They'll allow me to like sit and read for 14 hours or like ponder things indefinitely. It's, so it's not odd. They're not going to call me out on it. When they see me move through the world differently, then they'll, they'll point that out. Totally. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. So if for someone joining your mentorship in September, mm-hmm. what can they hope to find? What can they hope to um, grow into over this period of time? Yeah, so I really hope that this mentorship attracts people who are looking to find first and foremost, like peace and balance and clarity within themselves. Um, Because Reiki is an energy work modality that um, we start by learning how to treat ourselves and Um, continue a process of self-treatment throughout the entire mentorship. And that is really where you learn what your own energy is even up to right now, how to mm-hmm. detach that, how to work with that, what kinds of um, intuitive messages or other experiences you have as an individual in these treatments. And then you can take that to help other people if you choose to. It's an option, right? Mm-hmm. You can just continue to practice on yourself. but. Um, so first and foremost, people who are just looking to find some peace and some balance in themselves. Um, also people who are interested in helping other people in this world through a very simple and non-invasive healing technique um, that I have seen literally change lives. I know that sounds dramatic and I know that sounds very mentor like catch catch <laughs> I know. I mean, um, and in the meantime, this is really, it's meant to be instructional. There's, there are, um, you know, particular training modules and every practice requirements, but this is also meant to be a lot of fun. So, mm-hmm. uh, I'll just mention that I have you, Kristen, coming in as a guest teacher, um, one week to, um, guide people through how to create a an authentic and consistent personal practice. So I think a lot of people who are like, yeah, I want to try something. I want to get into something. I want to help myself. Um, it can be really hard to work it into your life um, and to find out ways that feel good. So um, that'll be really fun. And that's like something that is um, applies to so many different areas of your life, not just your Reiki practice. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I also have an intuitive artist coming in to teach us how to incorporate um, other tools and creative methods into our practice. So rather than just the, you know, the rules of the practice, how can we incorporate tarot cards or crystals or our yoga wisdom into our Reiki sessions? Um, and then I also have um, a business coach coming in one week to um, give some tips and tricks for how to to then take this practice and create um, your own business, you know, offer this services professionally if you're interested. So it's going to be part instruction, part um, exploration. And then, you know, you, I think anyone who's really looking to um, receive guidance from an expert 
and anyone who wants to do that in a small group setting. So you, you have to want to be a little vulnerable, right? Mm -hmm. To offer what it is you have to give, to receive back from the group, and to show up every week, um, you know, with an open mind. Um, and also, you have to want to really put the work in because um, there are some, like, practice requirements that will be um, offered throughout the week. So 12 weeks, it's a longer commitment, but not the longest commitment. <laughs> and it's an opportunity to like start to build some relationships and um, and grow personally. Yeah. And what are the, what's the time commitment say for a person, you know, like myself as a working mom? Is yeah. it something that you fit into a schedule? Um, or it's gonna take some finagling of moving around of parts before you could join? It's flexible. So um, we'll, we meet um, as a group every Tuesday night for two hours. Mm -hmm. So that would be like, you know, the ongoing commitment mm -hmm. you need to put into your schedule. Although I'll be recording the classes if there's, you can't make it mm -hmm. in one week. Um, and then as far as the practice requirements, I would say another two hours throughout the week will be required, but you can work that into your life however you need to. So easy. <laughs> yeah. And then on top yeah. of that, you know, for people with more time or, you know, who want to do more with this, I'll be offering a group chat so people can um, share their questions and insights throughout the week and communicate on their progress. Um, and uh, I will also be offering one-on-one um, -on -one sessions once a month to each uh, mentee so that they can mm. receive some personal support as well. And just uh, knowing you personally, I'd like to give testimony to the fact that unlike other mentorship programs, you're not the type of teacher or guy that just leaves people dangling at the end of it. Because I know I've been part of some mentorship and courses. It's like ends and you're like, wait, what? And then everyone's gone and you <laughs> you're left out to dry. Yeah, I know. Even with my Reiki classes um, that I've been doing so far, we've built up, you know, quite a community and people are coming in and out all the time. And I'm in touch with everybody who wants to be in touch, whether they took a class with me three years ago <laughs> or whether they've been taking classes with me off and on the whole time. Um, it's my intention as a Reiki teacher, you know, to honor the tradition and the lineage, but also just personally to um, support you like the whole way. So if you come out of this 12 weeks and you're like, I still need support on my personal practice, you know, it's been a bumpy ride and I have questions, like I'm always here, or I'm ready to figure out next steps to start my business. I've got experience and would love to, you know, offer that. So yeah, it's not just one and done. Big bonus, yeah. <laughs> and also be prepared to be completely Different person at the end of this. Totally yeah. Gorgeous. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're not going to make any grand promises. Yeah. <laughs> some of those out there. But no, I think anytime you like do something for um, an amount of time where you're committing to yourself and where you're committing to a group, you, you can't help but grow at, and come out different. Um, for the better, I think, and particularly with energy work, it's like you see the effects of your practice pretty quickly, and um, it can be really powerful. Yeah.
especially when you step out of your wheelhouse and try something that maybe you wouldn't have tried before, um, which sometimes Reiki is that for people in the same way yoga or tarot is that for a lot of people that you, you're like, oh, I've been doing my life this way and maybe it's not working at all or maybe it's not working the way I'd like it to. Let's take a sharp left turn into this other arena and see what happens. Yeah. I mean, even when I was taking Reiki classes, like as a student, um, I so much changed that I wasn't expecting. And it's like, you know, we can say the synchronicity or like just coincidental timing, but I really think um, so many people see their lives sort of take turns when they commit to an energy work practice. When I was in Reiki One, the tech startup that I was working for unexpectedly closed its doors. And um, I had been in that industry for five years, working my butt off, and it was a shock. And I had my Reiki practice to support me through that transition. And um, I don't think that that's a coincidence. You know, yeah. I, and I, I don't know how I would have handled um, that, you know, the company closing if I didn't have a way to um, relieve my anxiety find peace within myself, you know, at that time. Yeah, I feel the same way about yoga and meditation around the same time I started taking it more seriously. Um, I was forced to resign from a position in television. And I don't think if I had that structure, which at the time was, you know, waking up at five in the morning and practicing for seven hours a day, if I didn't have that structure, I think my life would have ended up looking a lot differently. It would have probably felt fair that of like really hanging in on these tools that help so much. Um, yeah. which I, it's, not, sorry, it's not all bad things that happen when you start driving, <laughs> when you start on this road of personal development. Um, I have seen people like propose to their partners and mm -hmm. have like life changing conversations with their mother and quit their job on their own accord because they knew that yeah. they needed to, you know, do something that was in better alignment. So um, it can be very empowering. Absolutely. Um, before we go, just real quick, uh, would you like to give a like two sentence explanation of what Reiki is for the uninitiated? Sure. So Reiki is an energy healing modality that originated. It is a hands-on um, technique or can take place at a distance um, and like acupuncture or acupressure the idea that there's energy going through our bodies and there are particular um, centers where energy is stored and can become stagnant in our bodies um, Reiki can help us um, encourage the healthy flow of energy and bring ourselves back into like homeostasis and wellness so um, it looks like, you know, putting your hands on yourself. It looks like breath work. It feels like there's a lot of visualization and that guided meditation involved. Um, but it, you can feel uh, the flow of energy and you can um, focus in on those stagnant places in your body to um, alleviate physical, mental, emotional, or spiritual imbalances. And I'll just say Blast Off is the name of the mentorship that starts on yeah. September 7th. So you will learn, um, you will be trained in how to offer this practice to yourself, to other people, and professionally if 
you would like to, and how to create a Reiki practice that is authentically your own, um, incorporating all of your creative ideas and other interests. Um, and you will be initiated into a lineage and shares the interest. Changing the world. <laughs> That's it. No big deal. Uh, well, I am, can't wait for the program to start in September. I can't wait to see this group of people that are just going to do such amazing things for themselves and the world because we are what we're able to give to ourselves. We're then, I firmly believe we're then able to give to others. Yes. So thank you for putting this work out in the world and helping us this work. I will put all the information in the show notes so everyone can join us. As Amber mentioned, I am teaching the create, curating an authentic ritual practice portion of the training, which I can't wait to teach. It's one of my favorite things to teach um, because I struggled with my own practice for so many years um, that I feel like this method that I've developed finally helped me be able to fine tune it whenever I need to without having to like uproot my entire life. Uh, <laughs> so it should be fun. I hope everyone will join us and I'll put, like I mentioned, everything in the show notes. I want to thank you so much, Amber, for joining us again on the podcast. Kristen, thank you so much for having me. This has been so much fun. Yeah, as always, um, we're going to make a record number of podcasts with you. We're just going to keep having you on. <laughs> Regular contributor, Ambrose Renata. Oh. <laughs> I also want to thank our Patreon patrons that make this podcast, my work, possible. Um, particularly, I'm looking at Annie Kreidzel, who's been a patron supporter since December 19th of last year. Um, so, no amount is so small. Thank you so much for your support. And you can find us anywhere at We Are Wild Wonder. Thanks again, Amber. I will see you very soon. Thank you. Bye. Bye.